And when we continue to ponder on what, who he is and what he has done for us, we break out in praise saying, Lord, how great thou art. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's turn to the scriptures. Amen. We're going to turn to Daniel 6.28. Daniel 6.28. Daniel 6.28. For Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Amen. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak to us. Release your grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word and every critical spirit be stilled and God's name glorified in this house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. So, this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. Praise God. The message is titled, Steps That Leads to Prosperity. Prosperous. The word prosperous generously, generally expresses the idea of a successful venture as contrasted with failure. It means to succeed. And the source of such success is God himself. And through the life of Daniel, it's quite often seen over and over again. When you look into the life of Daniel and realize what caused him to be prosperous in life, you would see the hand of God working on his behalf. At the same time, you will see Daniel was a man who leaned on the Lord, who banked on God's word, who stood fast in his faith, his commitments, and his conviction. Praise the Lord. The word that we read here says that Daniel, he was prosperous throughout the reign of Darius and Cyrus. We see that at this junction in his life, he is an elderly man. An elderly man. He has seen a lot in his life. From being a slave boy to a statesman. From being a captive to a man who had the ability to captivate an audience. A man who had seen the hand of God work in so many different arenas in his life. And as the scripture unfolds, we see in the first chapter itself what made him move up the ranks is he had purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. Praise the Lord. 
raised and born in a godly home with godly parents who had imparted the knowledge of God's word into his life. In his teenage age itself, he finds himself in a place where he has been given an option or choices before him and with no supervision about him, with nobody to watch over his shoulders, he is determined, resolved, purposed in his heart that he will stand with what has been imparted to him. Praise the Lord. The Holy Scriptures. And he decided he will not do what? He will not defile himself with what was being offered in a pagan land, in a pagan culture. Praise the Lord. Daniel's resolve to be separated, a life of separation, denying himself what was before him, a life of party, a life where he was willing to say no to the royal wine and the royal meat because he wanted to uphold the dietary laws and the laws that was given to the children of God. Quite often, that which seems seemingly insignificant in life or the smaller things in life, when we compromise them, it brings about a downfall or it stops our upward mobility with God. Praise the Lord. Our decisions that we make in life has the potential to make us or break us, to bless us or mess us. Praise the Lord. His decision, he was resolved, purposed in heart, that he would not defile himself with the king's drink and the king's meat. Praise the Lord. Daniel's decision to stand for separation and holiness, it had risks attached to it. Risk attached to it. Anytime anyone decides to take a stand for the Lord, there are risks associated with it. But when you take a risk for the Lord, we also ought to know that there are rewards when you take risk for the Lord. Praise the Lord. Obviously, we understand he got this loftier standards imported to him by his parents. The ability not only to have the knowledge stored within him, but to activate it. Praise the Lord. It is one thing to have God's word stored in us, to have the knowledge of truth. And it's quite something else to activate them at the right time, at the right place, in a graceful way. And that's what Daniel did. Praise the Lord. We have to understand we are people of God. Praise the Lord. The righteousness of Christ is imputed upon our lives. We are adorned with the robe of righteousness. Praise the Lord. Yet we cannot 
just take it lightly that you and I have a role to play actively to be separated in a world that wants to contaminate our lives. Praise the Lord. The world and the worldly system around us wants to contaminate our lives. Amidst the contamination, praise the Lord, a child of God has to stay separated so that he would continue to gleam and glow for the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Going with the flow is the easiest thing to life. But going against the flow requires commitment, conviction. It, resolve, it requires a resolve and purposing in our heart that I would take a stand for the Lord and the cause of Jesus Christ. Holy people, we as God's people, we are called for holiness. Praise the Lord. We are called out of darkness into marvelous light. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We serve a holy God and God desires that we become people who are holy. Holy people are powerful tools in the hands of God. Praise God. We are powerful tools in the hands of God. When you and I maintain holiness in our life, in every arenas of our lives, you and I become tools that are powerful in the hands of God. It is said about John Knox that when John Knox prayed, the results caused Queen Mary to say that she feared the prayers of John Knox more than all the armies of Scotland. Praise the Lord. A praying man, when he stood on his knees, a holy man, when he stood on his knees, a committed man, when he stood on his knees, he brought terror in the heart of a reigning monarch. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, when we take a stand for Jesus, praise the Lord, in arenas that seems to be insignificant, it opens up a world of opportunities before us. But we cannot overlook the fact when we take a stand for the Lord, there will be obstacles in life. Praise God. But the obstacles before us will become opportunities that God will open because the one that you stand for and the one that goes before you is one who can pave the path for you. Praise the Lord. Look at chapter 1 itself. He takes a stand and that opens a door before him. Praise the Lord. What was the risk that was associated with this? He could lose the coveted opportunity that many would have done anything for. Praise the Lord. But he decided to take that risk even to the point of probably losing the opportunity or even losing his life. Praise the Lord. Listen. 
Daniel purposed in his heart. And that purpose simply meant that he was willing to please God. Praise God. Do you want to be prosperous in life? Meaning, would you like God's favor to be upon you? Would you like to experience success in life? Praise the Lord. Would you purpose to stand for him? Praise the Lord. To uphold God's standards and the word of God. If you do so, praise the Lord. You will see the wonder-working hand of God working on your behalf. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, you and I live in a world where things in this part of the world is much more different. Contrast to what is going on around the world in countries where people are persecuted for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. At such ease, we wake, woke up this morning, jumped into our vehicles, we came without any hindrance, hurdles, opposition, or obstacles to worship God. We walked into this place without any resistance, with no one stopping, with no intimidation, with no threat, we have so much liberty and freedom to throw up our hands in worship, to raise up a voice in worship. While around the world, there are people who cannot even raise their voice in worship. They have to gather in secret. Even if they come together, they are constantly under the threat of being arrested and thrown behind the bars. The challenges that people face when they serve God and worship God is different in nature. We don't have such kind of challenges in our lives. But I believe in this land where there is so much freedom and liberty that we experience and enjoy, quite often our testing is done not by persecution, but by the freedom that you and I experience. Praise the Lord. Nobody puts any kind of pressure on us. Nobody is standing there holding a gun to our head. We have absolute freedom. With freedom, quite often people settle for a lethargic state of serving God. Instead of using freedom to worship God and serve God with all exuberance and excitement in life, quite often this freedom makes us careless and calloused. That itself becomes a test for us. Praise the Lord. We have to quite often test ourselves and see whether the freedom and the liberty that we experience causes us to press into the things of God, to press into the presence of God, to stand firm on our convictions, to stand firm on our commitment to the cause of Jesus Christ, to stand firm on the word of God, or are we being 
in a state where we are compromising day in, day out with the teachings of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. There is always risk involved when you take a stand for Jesus. Praise the Lord. You will be less popular. You will not win the popularity poll. You might be ostracized. All these things are the risks that are involved. But we also ought to know from the scripture, anyone who has taken a risk for the Lord has always been rewarded. Some of those rewards are here. Others would be on the other side. Praise the Lord. See, you can't outgive your, your, yourself to God. You cannot outgive God. What can we offer to him? First of all, we need to offer ourselves to him. Praise the Lord. And make a commitment that we will not allow any kind, any manner, in any shade or any size or shape of compromise to enter into our lives and contaminate our lives. Praise the Lord. When these men of God and women of God, when they wholeheartedly gave themselves to God, we find, as the scripture says, they found favor with God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in the first chapter itself, how God downloaded wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and exceptional skills to this young man and those who were with him. When we give our time, our talent, our treasures, one thing is guaranteed, praise the Lord, you will not go bankrupt because God doesn't owe a thing to anyone. The scripture says he will give you back exceedingly abundantly, much more than what you ask or imagine according to the power of God that is at work within our lives. Through the scripture we understand. When the disciples lend their boat to Jesus. The Lord Jesus made sure that their boat was loaded with fishes. When the little boy gave his lunch to Jesus. Praise God. Everybody got their lunch served. Praise God. Quite often, isn't that a wonder? One little boy gives his lunch to Jesus and the multitude got lunch. Quite often when we are willing to give what has been entrusted to us, it becomes a blessing to the multitude. Remember the widow with a little flour and oil. She gave the first bread to the cake to the prophet and the rest we see that she had supply that did not stop flowing. On the contrary, Satan would always whisper in our ears that if you serve God, if you take a stand for him, you will become unpopular and ostracized. Yes, at times that is true. Praise the Lord. That is the risk that you take. 
But when Satan whispers this in, e in our ears, we quite often, we back off because we are intimidated. But we see in the life of Daniel, from being a teenager to an elderly man, God raised him up to a place of leadership and service because God honored him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Quite often we have a wrong image of our heavenly father. Praise the Lord. We think whoever gives themselves to the Lord will be miserable. That's what we think. And quite sometimes we see that quite often people walk around, Christians walk around with a miserable attitude and spreads wrong impression among people. Praise the Lord. On the contrary, when you give anything to Jesus, hallelujah, when you take a stand for Jesus, praise God, the scripture teaches us that he will amply reward us. Praise the Lord. So the pathway that leads to being prosperous in the life of Daniel starts by taking a stand, purposing or being determined and resolved in his heart that he will not defile himself with what the world has to offer. Praise the Lord. The second step that we see is in his life is prayer. Praise the Lord. One, he purposed. Number two, he prayed. Praise the Lord. He prayed when there was crisis. He prayed when things were okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the prayer of Daniel, we can study something. One, we can know about partnership. In the prayer of Daniel, we see posture, we see pattern, and we see petition. Number one, in the prayer of Daniel, prayers of Daniel took him to a place where he became prosperous. Number one, he purposed. Number two, prayer, partnership. What is that? We see that as the second chapter unfolds before us, we see that things go haywire. It seems as if the whole world is going to crumble and collapse before Daniel and his buddies. The king goes nuts, and the king wants to get rid of all the wise men. Praise the Lord. Daniel 2.13 goes like this. So the decree went out, and they began killing the wise men, and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Think about this. You are among the elite in the society. You are among the elite in the society. You are among the higher class of the society. All of a sudden, there is a decree or a law that comes to eliminate all the wise men. Wow. Praise God. Can you imagine that scenario? That all of a sudden, we see that their lives are threatened. Praise God. 
What do we do when the world around us crumble? What do we do when the dreams that we have built in our lives, they come collapsing right before us? What do we do when health fails? What do we do when wealth disappears? What do we do when the forecast that's glorious becomes gloomy all of a sudden? What do we do when the reports that comes against us are bad? Praise God. We see that these guys who took a stand for the Lord, they were raised up to a higher position. They were blessed by knowledge, wisdom, understanding, special abilities, but that did not keep them exempt or immune from the assault of the enemy or, praise God, the, 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 the happenings around them that intimidated and threatened them. Children of God, we need to know something that you and I will live in a world that can go haywire any moment. Any one of our lives can be impacted in a negative way. Praise the Lord. We all know living in one of the most prosperous country in, this, in the world and one of the most secure country in the world, we all experienced 9-11 where everyone all of a sudden had a rude awakening when it seems that there was attack on our soil right here miles away from us. Praise God. Anything can happen anywhere at any time. Praise God. Always remember our security and our prosperity, our protection and our preservation is not resting in any human hands or the power of this world. We as children of God, we ought to constantly bank on the word of God and in the presence of God. Praise God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. You and I ought to be acquainted and familiar with the strong tower. The name of the Lord. Praise God. We have a place of refuge. Praise God. We do not bank on the security of what the world or our nation offers. We are grateful to the Lord for that. But always, praise God, bank on the fact that our security and our safety is in God himself. Praise God. Daniel and his buddies found out one fine morning that there was a, a death threat that was looming over them. And what did they do? The Bible says they prayed. They partnered in prayer. Do you have partners that will pray with you? Pray for you? Can you get together with people who can pray with you and call upon the Lord so that the Lord can bring forth deliverance in, in our lives? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
when crippling disappointments and disaster knocks at the door. Praise God. Daniel's response is the one that we should have. Praise the Lord. Yes, what was that? God, guys, God, praying partners with them. Praise the Lord. Then Daniel went into his house and made the decision known to the three Hebrew friends and this companion so that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning the problem that they were facing. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that night, the Lord revealed to Daniel in a night vision what? The solution to the problem that plagued them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen. In prayer, you and I ought to have partners. In prayer, there is a posture. We see in Daniel chapter 6 that he knelt down. In prayer, there ought to be a pattern. Three times a day he prayed. In prayer, the petition that he made was very clear. Let me touch one more thing. In prayer, our motives have to be true. Praise the Lord. As much as we bring our petitions to the Lord. Listen, when we read chapter 9, verse 17 and 19. This is how it goes and I want to draw your attention to it. Daniel asked the Lord that the Lord would bless his people and bless his holy city for his sake. Meaning for God's sake. Now therefore our God hear the prayer of your servant and his supplication and for the Lord's sake cause your face to shine on your sanctuary which is desolate. O Lord, O Lord hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake. What does that mean? It means his motive for prayer was the glory of God. Praise the Lord. See, our needs are important and we need to bring it to the Lord. As much our needs are important and we make our petition known unto him, always remember, priority and primary ought to be the glory of God. Praise the Lord. When was the last time when we prayed, we prayed, Lord, we want your name to be glorified. Regardless of what the platform is, regardless of what the venue is, regardless of what the issue is, regardless of what the need is, are we concerned about the glory of God? Praise the Lord. How we ought to rise in prayer where the glory of God is our priority. As much as our needs ought to be met, the priority should be, Lord, your name be glorified. Praise the Lord. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Praise the Lord. Thy kingdom come and then thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Don't lose the priority. Preeminence goes to him. Even in prayer, as we bring our needs to him, preeminence goes to him. And that's what we see in the prayer of Daniel. He says, Lord, for your sake. Yes, when you act, our situations will change. When you act, the rubble and the ruins will be rebuilt. When you act, our, our, our uh, forecast will change. But Lord, more than anything else, it's your name that ought to be glorified. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow, what a noble life. No wonder this man prospered. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The next thing that I want to bring to your attention is, first we said purpose, prayer, and now pronounce. Praise the Lord. Pronounce. What does that mean? See, wherever there was issue and the king had a need and he used his power and authority to intimidate everyone, and it was an impossible situation unless there was a divine intervention. We see that there was a divine intervention, but the vehicle that was used was an instrument that was holy and separated. Praise the Lord. Listen, this is very important. Holiness and separation is very important. Why? If you want to be a solution to a problem, if you want to be a godsend solution to a problem that plagues the world, if you want to be a solution, praise God, that is godsend, then the instrument that God uses, the tools that God uses, ought to reflect the qualities and the attributes of God. This man, we see that God came through, him, through for him and for the people. And now he is pronouncing. Pronouncing what? Listen, he's not standing before average people. As we said, this is a man who was a captive who became a man who could captivate any audience. He stands before the king. And I draw your attention to what he pronounces. He was not intimidated. He was not afraid. This is what we see from the, from the chapter 4 when he stands before Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar sees a dream and Daniel interprets. And in the interpretation, Daniel makes it very clear that that there is a limit to the greatness and the glory of Nebuchadnezzar. But there is no limit to the greatness and the glory of God. Praise God. Our God is unlimited. Daniel, as he pronounces, he makes sure that Nebuchadnezzar understood 
as much as he has glory, pomp, and splendor, there is a limitations to it. Praise God. God alone is sovereign. He's an unlimited God, and his greatness and glory knows no bounds. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, he, remain, he reminds Nebuchadnezzar. What does he remind him? He reminds him to do what? Turn away from your unrighteousness. You need to have a lot of audacity to say that. Praise God. After interpreting the dream, the man has the audacity to say, listen, turn away from your unrighteousness. It takes a lot of tenderness, grace, and boldness to speak the truth in love. It is said easier, but it is very hard to do that. It is possible only when we are connected to the living source. Praise the Lord. He said to Nebuchadnezzar, listen, if you turn away from your unrighteousness, God will have mercy. And this judgment that looms upon you can be averted. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, the pronouncement, it's not only towards Nebuchadnezzar, but when he stands before Belshazzar, he was not afraid to say what the Lord has for him. I want to draw your attention to Daniel 5, 23. But you, his son Belshazzar, we all know the story, so I'm not repeating it. You know about the party that Belsus threw and the writing on the wall and all those things. Daniel is summoned and Daniel puts it like this after he reads what is before him. But you, his son Belsusser, have not humbled your heart. Although you knew all this and you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven, they have brought the vessels of his house before you, and you and your lords, your wives and your concubines, have drunk wine from them, and you have praised the God of silver and gold, bronze and iron, and stone which do not see, hear, or know. And the God who holds your breath in his hand and owns all your ways, you have not glorified. Praise God. Interesting, isn't it? It takes a lot of courage. But I'm going to conclude here because of the lack of time. We'll continue, God willing, next week. I want to draw your attention to Daniel who was summoned. Between serving during the reign of Nebuchadnezzar and starting to serve for Darius, there is a good gap of around two decades. He's not in a place of prominence. When Belsasar hits a problem, it is the queen mother that reminds him of a man named Daniel who had the spirit of God in him, who had an excellent spirit in him. 
and Daniel is summoned. I want you to think for a moment. Daniel is not in the public eye for a long time. He's not in a place of prominence. Sometime, when we are not in circulation, listen to me carefully, church. When we are low in circulation, when we are low in demand, when we are not in the limelight, do we feel intimidated? Do we feel less useful? Do we feel out of touch? Quite often as human beings, this can happen to any one of us. When we are out of circulation, when we are not moving in the speed that we were moving before, when we were not, when we are not as involved as we were in the past. Does that make us rusty? Daniel was summoned. When you feel that God has not been using you for a week, for a month, for a year, for a decade, what is our mindset? Look, Daniel is summoned. When he was summoned, he was still sharp. He was not rusty. He was sharp. Daniel did not have time. He came and he read. And he interpreted. What is the, what is the secret it was not the position that kept him in touch with God. It was not the assignment that kept him in touch with God. It was not the ministry that was doing that kept him in touch with God. It was not the service that he was doing that kept him in touch with God. His connection to God was regardless of his assignment. How is your connection to God when you don't have an assignment? When you don't have to preach, when you don't have to sing, when you don't have to play music, when you're not doing anything in the church, how is your connection to God? Daniel was summoned. He came and he was, praise the Lord, as sharp as he was. Praise the Lord. It wouldn't, be, wouldn't it be wonderful if we were to come to grips and realize that we all are tools in the toolbox of God. At his beck and call, we can be used by the master. Praise God. This morning as I conclude here, I want to pose a question to everyone here. Are you available as a tool in the hands of the Almighty to put into
into motion at a moment's notice. Or would you say, I have been sitting on the sidelines for some time. Praise God. I don't have that coveted position. Praise God. But when there is a need that arises, like Daniel, would you appear in the scene with a solution to the issue that God's people, society, community, nation faces? We all want to be prosperous. I want to be prosperous. You want to be prosperous. But there are steps that lead to prosperity. In Daniel's life, he purposed not only in his heart, but what he purposed in his life, he made it practical. He prayed. He had partners to pray with. He had a posture. He had a pattern and he had a petition. Above everything else, he wanted to give preeminence to God. Pronounce. When he pronounced, he pronounced with grace, with boldness. Above everything else, he was available. God willing, we will continue next week. Shall we yield ourselves to him and ask the Lord to touch our life? In such a way that we will be on the path to prosperity. And Daniel was prosperous in the reign of Darius and Cyrus. Before he even came to Darius and Cyrus, he was a man who was walking in that path of prosperity because he was linked to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. May you and I be linked to God in every season and may the grace of God abound upon our life.